So, you don't have a very common name, do you? What? No, I suppose not. So, I really like my name, mm -hmm. but at the same time, in today's day and age, where you have to compete for usernames, it's the worst. Oh, because you set up a new email today. I set up a new email today, and I was really against putting a number oh, but you in the address, to. but I was forced to. You couldn't use, like, periods or underscores or anything? It was, it was all taken. I guess there are probably a lot of Matt Murphys. There's a lot of them. In every combination you could think of. I set up my, like, professional-ish personal email, like, probably sophomore or junior year of high school. And it's my full name, like, middle name and all, just spelled straight out. And it wasn't taken. I wonder if I didn't include my middle name, if it would still be taken. Mine is just my Stony Brook email with a zero at the end. Oof. Yeah. That sucks, man. And I don't know. I might change it again. <laughs> I might just make a new account. <laughs> that is something that sucks about like setting up Gmails. You can't just stop. Like when I first made the email for this podcast, I spelled it wrong. Oh no! And so now an email just exists. That's like, uh, what is was it even called? Well, can you deactivate them? I think so. But like the account's still there. You, yeah. You can't change it. You just have to make a new one. Yeah. So it's the worst. I think it was like sprouting in Sten or something. <laughs> <laughs> and now someday someone's gonna make a podcast or something down like ten years down the line and that's gonna be taken. And they're gonna be like, What the fuck? What's a stenographer? I'm trying to think of what Sten could be. It's writing. Yeah, stenography. Yeah. So someone could be like a a a botanist stenographer. <laughs> Oh, well, no, they'll great. just be hosting a podcast for up-and-coming stenographers. Well, it doesn't have to be a podcast because our email is not specific to podcast. It could be any sort of program or whatever. <laughs> it could be a, a talk show, <laughs> a radio show. Oh, so different. Any combination of or uh, <laughs> any form of thing that could also be a podcast. I'm very tired. I know I said this last week. Yeah. But I'm very tired. It's, it's been one crazy week. You know, I last week I told uh, two of my letter writers that I'd have uh, a full list of schools and due dates ready for them in like by Monday this mm. week. Nope. No, not yet. I've sent mine out. You sent yours out? Yeah, and I'm having list. some regrets. Yeah? You can still change it. I know. I just worry that some of the schools are just too brand name mm. and it's annoying because there really aren't too many other options because not that many universities offer astronomy programs yeah i mean it comes down to the people you've been talking to there though. i know not not the name of the school like i'm I applying know. to mit do you know how wrong that feels i'm applying to harvard <laughs> no it feels terrible yeah it doesn't sit right and oh my god i was going through my regular personal email mm -hmm. i started from the very back back in high school when i was applying to undergrads why did you and do i this? was like looking at uh all the correspondence with like harvard and mit and princeton mm -hmm. i was gagged mit's admissions process was a lot for undergrad it did some things right but mostly it just hurt me i really don't remember any of it and that was the least amount of effort i put into any application oh see was mit's no that was like my dream school really? and i i literally like literally my dream school because i would dream about going there <laughs> and 
I like I applied early action as well and like poured my soul into that application and then got deferred to to regular admission so I had to wait like 6 months and then they rejected me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hurt so much. But the one cool thing they did, like they asked some good questions first off because it wasn't common app or anything, but they also had I don't know if this is a great idea. Last week we mentioned never going on a forum ever in your life. Yes. MIT had its own personally hosted forum. So as soon as admissions got it announced for one like session, the forums would go live for like accepted, rejected, waitlisted, deferred, all this. Like they just put up forums with like admissions people in it that you could ask questions and like talk to. Right. But like did you I, go into the accepted oh, one? Of course I went into the accepted one and like emotionally shit on everyone there. Like not I didn't actually post anything, but I was like, I hate you and I hate you and I hate you and I wish I were you. And then I went into the like when I got deferred, I went into the rejected one and I'm like, at least I'm here. At least I'm not rejected. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like go anywhere but the one that's actually meant for you to feel better. Yeah. Yep. It was rough. It's a rough process, and I'm so not ready to go through it again. I know. And, like, I keep talking to Naveed about this, and I don't think he understands, like, how fucked up I am from, from undergrad admissions. And I keep telling him this. I'm like, I'm in the undergrad mindset, and it's, like, really bad for me because admissions didn't go the way I wanted to for undergrad. And it's still, like, holding on to the way I think about admissions processes for anything. Like, anytime I was submitting an application to anything. Like, summer programs was the same way. Where I feel like I'm a failure on paper and I don't look good to admissions committees and I'm not going to get in anywhere. And it's yeah. terrible. I had a uh, chat with a lady at Cornell <laughs> mm-hmm. on Wednesday, which is why I missed class that day. Noted. And she kind of just smacked me in the face with this whole admissions process. Because mm. she's like, yeah, it's kind of just a lottery. <laughs> and you kind of hope to get lucky. I was just like, oh, oh, oh. If this will make you feel better. Like, I've been through it. And things haven't really worked out. And I guess she also, at least she hinted at that when she applied for the first time, mm-hmm. didn't get in anywhere. Yeah. And then she ends up becoming a director of a big program, which is not not relieving at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, like I, <laughs> I was talking to my advisor today and he's like, because uh, he was talking about third year uh physics majors and he's like i feel so bad for third year physics majors because that is really the worst year and he's like which is true in a lot of ways and then he's like like your senior year isn't as bad as it was last year and i'm like in some ways no in other ways yes like the coursework is definitely not nearly as bad we were speak for yourself okay okay i've been swamped you've been swamped this year as well yeah like the the coursework my senior year has not been nearly as bad as like last semester but just the baseline stress of trying to get into grad school is so high oh yeah and like the pressure of finishing your thesis yeah is so high that i think it it swamps it's so much different than just being under pressure to submit homework yeah because now it's like it's you know it's my it's my body of work and i care so much about it and also like it's so much less structured because like everything you do for grad school admissions and mostly everything you do for your thesis is on your own time like your own schedule which Mm -hmm. means you have to be self-disciplined about it which means when you don't do it you feel like shit and like 
all this yeah. it's a lot harder especially to... when you plan to do it and you end up having to take that time and apply it to do something for class yeah <laughs> yep and you're like well that just wasted a day we're one day closer to the deadlines yeah like like yesterday i was gonna do a bunch of stuff for my research and i ended up spending the whole night on our quantum homework and it it's just it took away so much time i thought i had already it almost feels like an annoyance yeah because i feel like these classes are so much less important than grad school that it annoys me that they are trying to take my time yeah. it's like a nuisance yep uh yeah so i got a new i got a new notebook well i don't like two days ago for my research and i'm a big i'm okay there are people who are obsessed with stationery. I acknowledge this. I'm not one of them. But I care about my stationery more so than most people. I'm not like someone who has 10 million colored pens. But I, like, there are very specific things I want in a notebook. And it, like, it has to fit those criteria. So I found one that does somewhat breaks one of my criterias. Which one is that? Um, let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Hmm. I was going to say the binding. Oh, no. Think about all the notebooks you've ever seen me use. Oh, How does this one the differ? The thickness. No, 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 no. Open it up. How does this differ? Oh, it's got lines on it. Yeah, it's got lines on it. I usually get stuff with either no lines or like dot grids on it. But. I will say it's kind of a, because this is more, at least it seems to me, it's more of a planner and a journal than it is. Mm-hmm. something to write scratch do, notes in do math on I, I mean i'm already i'm like three pages into that notebook and i've already done math on it but oh you're gonna do a little i spy on my math some of it's wrong I'm checking over your relativistic calculations they're not even relativistic calculations it's like literally once i took into account my gamma factor and the fact that my gamma factor is like time dependent i was done so f over m is not a sound assumption no i don't know why i did that it was stupid I'll trust you. Thanks. <laughs> Good work, physicist. Think. Uh, <laughs> podcast. Um, Have you started writing your personal statements yet? No. I haven't. It's really bad. I need to. Yeah, I'm Did we talk about this last week? A little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm halfway done with mine. And then I had a meeting today, and my advisor was like, So, when are you going to have this or a finished copy for me? Mm. A finished draft? I'm like, Mmm. I'm, it's hard. I just today got set up for a very weird lunch <laughs> where my advisor wanted me to reach out to his old advisor, which I guess is still his advisor. Like, once you're advisor, I'll use your advisor, but whatever. Like, he wanted me to reach out to his PhD advisor to see if he was looking for grad students because, like, while he wants me to stay here and keep working with him, he knows I'd have more opportunities there, right? But his advisor emailed me back in like a one sentence very weird email that essentially just said i'll be at a conference in december near you if you're there we'll talk in person and that's like it that's all he said and so now i was talking to my advisor today about this email and he's like oh yeah no we've been talking about this we're gonna go to lunch and you're coming to that lunch and i was like oh okay weird but cool now i have to take off work to go to a weird lunch at a conference that i don't know much about (laughs) but also in this meeting my advisor was like you know what you're gonna do that will really impress him you're gonna put together a whole presentation of everything you've done with me so far 
so that you can show him how your work now is applicable to what you'd be doing as his grad student. As he slurps on some soup. Yeah, that's what's confusing me. Like, am I bringing my laptop to a lunch and just pulling it out and being like, now that we have the appetizer. Where are you going to be eating lunch? (laughs) I don't know. And now I have, I, I don't like lunch for business or meals for business as a concept. It's like frustrating and anxiety inducing for me because I don't eat what most people eat. Right. And so now I have to broach that subject of like, hi, I know you invited me like out of the goodness of your heart to come and sit in on a lunch and talk to you, even though I'm like not qualified to even like speak to you. But also we can't eat anywhere. We have to eat somewhere that can accommodate my weird specific needs. Well, does Naveed know? I don't think so. We've never eaten together. Because I'm sure if you told him, he'd be able to finagle things. Yeah, no, he definitely would. And he's going to be so chill about it. But it's still like, I have to bring that up now. And it's like weird. Yeah. But like, do you, when do you pull out a presentation at a lunch meeting? What? And how do you bring it up? Like, like, are you supposed to be like, oh, hey, I prepared a presentation for you. Or is your advisor going to be like, hey, she prepared a presentation for you. And he's just going to be like, okay. (laughs) I like that he's exclusively eating soup in this scenario. It's late November. Oh, no, it'll be December. It'll be December, early December. Yeah, it could be some chili. Which is so close. So now I have to have a very put together, like, well-vetted presentation of essentially my thesis. Yeah. In two weeks. I just... So this is why we need planners, sir. Is that now I have a new notebook that's specifically for my thesis work. Because I have, like, a couple different research-related notebooks and, like, documents and drives and presentations. And I just need a place for it all to be together. Where I can jot shit down. I have so many photographs. Uh, photographs is a weird word to say in 2019. I feel old. Photos? <laughs> yeah. Pics? I have so many photos. What's the difference between a photograph and a picture? A picture doesn't have to be a photograph, but a photograph has to be a picture. So... I think it's like squares and rectangles. Yeah. Because you can draw a picture, but you can't draw a photograph. This, this is true. Yeah. You're right. Uh-huh. Carry on with what you were saying. What was I saying? You have so many photographs. Oh, yeah. I have <laughs> photographs of um, lithographic prints <laughs> of, <laughs> of the chalkboard from my meetings with my mm. advisor. That it, like It's just photo after photo of like math worked out on the board and like plans for the, the upcoming weeks. That it's just nice to have it all in one place. So I don't have to go into my Google Photos and like hunt it down. Like one time he was asking... In one of our meetings to look at the chalkboard from a previous meeting, like trying to remember something we'd said. And I, so I had to pull up my Google Photos, like on my laptop in our meeting. And it happened to be on a time, like right next to the same day where I, um, the light was really good in my room. Oh, and I had a bunch taken of selfies. so many selfies. And so I was <laughs> scrolling to try and find this photo of the chalkboard. And he's like, I didn't expect you to have so many photos of yourself. <laughs> uncomfortable i'm like look the light was good i was feeling myself don't judge me (laughs) that's amazing also today was the first day in one of my meetings where i was at the chalkboard instead of him granted he made me and he said i want you to do this so that you know i know you know how to do this because it wasn't even math it was like planning 
like t- d- a devising a plan of action based on a problem. So he's like, okay, what I need you to do is write a highly detailed list of everything that's wrong with y- your simulation so far, and then create a list to to resolve all those and rank them in order of which you should do first. And I was like, okay, here we go. But I think I did well. Do you find it difficult to keep your research things organized and so like if you were mm-hmm. to look at it a couple months down the road you'd be able to follow your steps and this know what was going on it's a problem i've had in the past it's definitely something you learn to do better over time yeah because like right now i'm trying to help out someone in my old lab who's trying to do something similar to what i was working on and so i have to dig back into my research notes from literally like my second semester <laughs> of college and i was so disorganized like actually i don't know what i was doing with my time like even my code my code was disorganized and it's not commented it's not documented it doesn't make any sense and no one can use it but me which is so shitty now that someone else needs it i'm like i'm so sorry for this code but here you go here's my code (laughs) um but i got better at it I've, i've tried a bunch of different things actually over time so freshman year what i did was i had like a, I, I've kind of kept research notes in my bullet journal because freshman year was when I was bullet journaling a little bit. And then I, we had like a, a lab wide set of logs where you like posted your slides and your notes and everything. And so every like eh, two months, I'd post an update to the logs of like everything I've been doing. But really, I had very few detailed notes of what I was actually up to. So, this already started to be a problem after my first year. And so my second year, what I did was I had one Google document that I typed into literally every single day of my research. And this was when I was working full time. And so for a whole summer, every single day, I'd go in the beginning of the day, I'd make a to-do list of everything I wanted to do that day. I'd write down notes of all of my code and what I'd done that day and the problems I was encountering and how I was planning on solving them every single day. And by the end of the summer, it was 100 pages long, and it's just page after page of, like, plots that I I needed to look at again, or, like, step-by-step how I tackled problems, which has been useful in explaining things to people. Like, if I'm like, oh, do I have a figure that shows what I'm trying to explain to this person that's asking me about my research? And I'm like, yes, it's in my logs. But then I have to scroll through 100 pages of logs on Google Docs, which does not load instantaneously <laughs> mm-hmm. I can imagine. yeah so like i was a little organized about it like it has one of those like hyperlinked outlines at the beginning with like month by month and i think week by week but it's still just such a nightmare to get around the advantage of doing it like that though is that you can literally screenshot and paste in plots mm-hmm. which is <laughs> so can't useful. really do that with a written notebook. you can't do it with a notebook but I think what I'm doing now is that I have my notebook for solving problems in and then and like analyzing this and then I I have a drive folder and where I save all my like more official work and so that's where I have data files it's where I have plots and it's where I have most importantly presentations cuz I make a presentation every single week like slides for my advisor that have 
like all the plots that are relevant to what I've been doing, kind of description of what I'm doing, why, where I'm at in my project, and where I'm going. And so week by week, that's kind of my official where I'm keeping all of my things mm-hmm. um, with all my actual plots that I will probably be using in my thesis, which is going to be probably a little hellish to go sort through <laughs> and find all the plots that I need, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, cross but that bridge once it comes. I think it is better in that, like, as much as I do, like, like you know me, I, I type my homework straight into the computer without even doing any math out by hand. Yeah. Um, but for research, it is nice to have a place to, like, write shit out. Like, even I've had this notebook for two days, and I've already written out just, like, doing some basic calculus with relativity stuff that I really needed to do, and it's just so much easier to have there instead of typed out or have a photo of it on a board. Like, it's just mm-hmm. nice to have. And yeah. I'll have that forever, and it's dated. Important. I think yes, I agree. That's so... I You... That's one thing I regret. Don't date your notes. I don't. Well, not my class notes. How do you... No. <laughs> that's terrible. I've never needed to. I've, how do you... I've never had to like look back to a specific day but what if you have poor unfortunate friends who need to miss class for a conference i've never had and that. want your notes from october 18th i've never run into that until <laughs> until this week yeah it was the first time oh man it's so important to date your work because it's like just otherwise that information is lost you can't remember what day you did something a week later even like, I can't remember what I did yesterday. I can't remember when I actually bought that notebook. I can't remember if it's yesterday or two days ago. Could have been three days ago. Sounds like a personal problem. It was this week. Yeah. It wasn't yesterday. It must have been Wednesday. But I have to use process of elimination. Like, I can't just remember what day it was. So, very important to date your notes. Especially for research, because you... For us, like our research, we have to type into a thesis pretty soon. Well, you have the first page is dated October 23rd. Yeah. No, because I dated back to when I was making my timeline because I copied a bunch of stuff over from my original notebook, which was also dated. And the next entry is November 8th. Yeah. I don't know which day that is. I don't have a calendar in front of me. I don't know what day today is. It's the 15th. The 8th was last Friday. I'm not really a big date person. Yeah. Just in general, the concept? I just don't really keep track of them as much as a normal person would <laughs> because it just doesn't really come into my organization plan as much. Really? How do you organize your shit, Matt? Like my research? Yeah. Well, my first project, mm-hmm. just, I just didn't. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and, cool. Good. And it it didn't end up coming back to haunt me because... I was able to luckily remember most of it and it wasn't terribly involved. Mm. Like I only had a few different sets of data and everything was mostly self-contained. So it was pretty easy to go back and figure out where things were. And then what I'm working on now is a little better. Um, Like you said, I kind of keep keep track of things mostly through the presentations I made Yeah, and kind of dating that. And then I also have a notebook that I'll go through a few days where I write down everything that I'm doing mm. or like if I have a really good meeting and like we discuss something yeah that could be breakthrough I'll write all that down that's the but primary then, reason yeah. I have this new notebook is and, for meeting notes and I, then there's also times where I just won't write anything and I'll just 
Because like you sit down and you start working on things and you think of new things and you just go and you do it. Yeah. And you don't think to record at all. But like when you're writing your thesis and you have to justify why you did one thing versus the other. Right. It'll be, it it'll be down. tough. That's, I think one of the biggest takeaways I've gotten from my advisor recently is that he's really making me critically think about why I'm doing what I'm doing. He's like, he'll, like, I'll have a result that's not good and I'll be like, okay, here's what I want to do to fix that. Like, here's why I think this is happening and what my next step is to fix that. And he's like, that's a great analysis of the situation, but there are other potential things that could be the cause of this. So you can't assume that it's that and that you're right. You have to analyze all of them and have a way to deal with all of them and a way to narrow down what's actually the problem. And so I think it's something that you really need to learn how to do as a scientist. Which it's really I'm, something that you learn through doing it. Yeah. So just being in a position, thats I mean, that's what a thesis is all about. It's like a guided way to begin critically thinking as a scientist. Mm -hmm. It's great. Cool. Thesis. Good idea. Top notch. 10 out of 10. Great idea until you got to do one. Yeah. So, but having those notes written down of like all the potential things it could be and how I reasoned out what the actual problem was is going to be super useful mm -hmm. down the line. Do you have a, do we talk about this? Do you have a timeline for your research? Sort of. Sort of. I brought it up two meetings ago mm -hmm. and then we kind of just got sidetracked into what we're going to do next. Mm. And then my advisor actually brought it up earlier today. He's like, so you mentioned wanting to actually put together some sort of plan to bring this to a conclusion. <laughs> yeah. So that's a work in progress. I think, I feel like this whole podcast is me just praising my advisor. Yeah, like, pretty I, much. I have a really good advisor. Has he listened yet? I think he listened to our trailer. I don't know if he listened to much more. I don't mm -hmm. know how to tell which. But I guess I could ask. That's... Not unreasonable. Anyway. Um, yeah, but I think one of the nicest things... I say that so many times. But about about my advisor and about my project, it's, it's very much designed to be finished in the time frame that I have. Because my, my first project had really no ending. It could have gone on forever. And so leaving it felt terrible. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. it felt like I wasn't finished. Um because I wasn't, because I couldn't be, because it's literally a project that's going to go on until this experiment runs in, like, six years. So, I never would have finished it. But having this, like, kind of shorter term, very concrete, very well-planned, and, like, down to the week where I'm doing what is so useful for me, because I feel like it's easy in your research to feel, like, a little directionless. That's how I feel. Yeah, so I have a very specific plan. And my advisor says all the time, he's like, my job is to make sure that you stay on that track because it's so easy in research to get sidetracked into working on something that's completely unrelated to what you originally planned. So my job is to keep you on track because this is the problem I want solved <laughs> as the PI of this lab group, like I want to know. And so your job is to do that. My job is to make sure you're not doing anything else. And so it's nice. And we have... um. We have a buffer period built in to my timeline. We have time to actually write my thesis. Like, I'm supposed to finish my research by March. And then I have, like, a full two months to actually, you know, write my thesis. Even though I suppose some, a lot of it will be written already up to that point. Like, the outlining and mm -hmm. the important work will be done. 
but yeah, I have I have a buffer period built in. I have flexibility built in, and like today, I was a little bit panicking because I'm supposed to like on my timeline. It's like mid November. Uh, have like a complete functional simulation framework that matches this big chunky simulation that we're comparing to, and mine doesn't match today. It's like it's close. It's damn close. <laughs> But it doesn't quite match. And so I like going into this meeting, I was like, now I'm off schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I was like so nervous. And the first thing he said in our meeting, he's like, because my first slide in every presentation is my full timeline and like in red, which step I'm at that day. And the first thing he said, was like he gets to that slide and he's like, yeah, this is great. And he's like, I just want to remind you, though, that if you don't get this done by like this week, it's OK. Like we built flexibility into the schedules that. Some things will take longer and some things won't. Like, it's adaptable. So don't worry if you're not done. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I was worried about. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> you think you can read me really well and it's upsetting. But, yeah. Organization is really nice. Having a schedule is really nice for research. And you can make it yourself. Like, that's what I was doing my, um, my sophomore year in, like, first half of junior year. Is I was like every day I'd make a, a to do list of what I wanted to accomplish that day. Like it's a much smaller scale. Yeah. But I here's what would happen is that on Friday every week, like when I was especially when I was working full time on Friday every week, I'd like we'd have our group meetings and then I'd have kind of an idea of like more bigger picture what I wanted to do in the next week. So I'd make a weekly to do list. And then I break that into daily to-do lists that were more detailed. And, like, just tackling that kept me on track a lot more than when I had no plan at all. So, And then when you get stuck on something, you can move to one of the other things on your to-do list and not lose, like, productivity. Just sitting on a problem you're not prepared to solve yet. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Good. Highly recommend. Highly highly recommend to-do lists. To-do lists. I'm a huge fan. At least I've become recently of sticky notes. Yeah. Put them all over my desk. I only have one right now. I don't really. I don't think I own my own like pad of sticky notes right now. I don't use them too much. I'll have one for my weekly to do list. I'll have one if I have like extremely important tasks that are different mm-hmm. from the to do list, which are is they, mainly like, just like color class crap. Um, I'll usually write it in a certain color, and then I'll save the green to check them off. Oh. Nice. Accomplished. <laughs> I, had a, I had a friend in my my reu program who once I, I look over at him and he was like having really a lot of trouble with his code like his simulations kept crashing and everything and but he'd like open his notebook draw a box and check it off and he's like sometimes i do that just to make myself feel better like there's no task associated with it i feel <laughs> he's, that he's just honestly like, sometimes i just need to let myself know that i'm still working and so I'll just check off a box, even though it doesn't have anything in it. Yeah, because one of the things I hate most about research is it can often feel like you're not getting or you're not making progress, mm. not getting anything done, Cause especially if you're doing simulations, I feel. <laughs> it's like all, a lot of the work that you do as a like a computational researcher. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like work and it doesn't show in the yeah. science as work, like I talked about this last week. Like I spent so much time restructuring my code, but that has nothing to do with my yeah. project, and so it doesn't show. But I spent hours yeah. on it. Yeah, so it can be very frustrating to to kind of 
acknowledge that that's still work, but it's not scientific work. Yeah. It's computational work. And so much of my time is just waiting for my simulations to finish. Mm. So over the course of like two, three days, I'll come up with three new data sets and that's it. Mm. And I just feel like it's nothing. Yeah, I'm very, very happy that right now I don't have like big chunky programs i'm working with like that's the whole point of my research is to replace those yeah so that like the kind of work that's relevant to my research can be done more quickly it's like the entire motivation for my project kind of it's half of it but yeah so all my all my programs run in about two seconds tops right so, now i'm running simulations nice. that run out to 10 million years like orbital time mm. which is about 10 to the 7 orbits and it takes four to six hours and my advisor wants to, because we're investigating timescales that are typically on the order of that, mm -hmm. or like maybe 10 times that, like out to 10 to the 8, 10 to the 9 years. Yeah. So he wants to start running simulations out to 10 to the 9. And he's like, yeah, I've done this for a few previous projects, and usually on like a supercomputer, that would take 20 hours to run. Yeah. I'm like, mm. <laughs> it just, it feels bad. Because it feels like it's no progress because you just sit there and wait for it. I mean, you can open a new terminal and keep doing other things, but when your job is just to get that data... Yeah, because yeah, I can't do anything do. without it. <laughs> yeah, that's very frustrating. Can you submit it to like Seawolf to get it to run faster? Or are you already doing that? We're working on it. Okay. Yeah, that'll be nice. Because your computer's not the, the chunkiest. I can't wait to build a PC specifically designed for computational science. Yeah, <laughs> you're such a dork. I'm looking forward to it so much. What a nerdy thing to say. I'm going to, first thing I'm going to do when I get set up with a project, get a PC yeah. and get a notebook. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to keep track of everything. A notebook, a physical one? Yes. Ooh. Just like that. Just like my notebook? Follow in my footsteps. I say this now. You can get mark a, my words. You can get a notebook for now. I have a notebook. Okay, good. And yeah. I'm going to uh, make a resolution to start using it more. Oh my god. Uh, well, a big motivation for this one, for for getting a new notebook now, is that my previous research notebook was like a cheap one off Amazon, and so it was getting really grimy. And then I went to my conference in DC, but I my plan was to bring a, a fresh notebook to use at the conference for taking notes and I forgot <laughs> and so I like panicked and just grabbed my lab notebook and so now my lab notebook was tainted with other things oh, from a no. nuclear physics conference and I'm like oh no this isn't relevant to my work and it's the kind of notebook where it's like sewn together so you can't rip pages out and then it was already ruined and then I couldn't find my quantum mechanics like notebook for taking notes and but I could find my lab notebook like in class and so I took a bunch of quantum notes into my lab notebook and then I had like a physics theory uh, practice exam that same day that I also couldn't find my notebook for and I was like on campus when I took it oh, no. in the physics library and so I'm like guess we're doing this and so I just did it in my lab notebook so now like half my lab notebook <laughs> is not lab. was not research and so it was and like at the conference, I had ripped a corner of a page out to give someone contact info. Like, it was just a mess. It's tattered. It was disgusting. And so now I have a new notebook 
I'm starting fresh. I'm trying to be extra organized because I know writing my thesis is going to be hell. So no matter what I can do to make it less hell, it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. So one of those things is making dated notes of all my meetings and all my work and math. Like literally already from writing shit out in there, I found a mistake in my math and fixed it and fixed my code. And it's a little better now, which is nice. Yeah, that's one thing I've been starting to suspect. Well, not suspect, but get nervous about is like, what if there's a mistake in my code that I just haven't noticed this entire time? It happens. Usually, like, most of the mistakes in my code I make before I present to people. And I and I catch them myself. Last week, we, we did have a, a minus sign. So many times, I will catch something immediately before I go to present my work. And then I'll have a huge <laughs> rush to... <laughs> Take an entire week's worth of data that's apparently incorrect mm -hmm. and recreate it all in the span of like an hour. Yep. I do that <laughs> all the time. And I don't know what it is. I think, well, part of it's because I always schedule a couple hours before my meetings to like finish up my presentations and like cram in any work that I couldn't get done in the week. And so I always seem to be catching stuff and mm -hmm. fixing it. And so... I'll have slides on, like, my meetings are on Friday, so I'll have slides pretty much finished on, like, Thursday evening. But when I look back on them on Friday, I see a mistake, and I, I have to replace everything <laughs> that I make. I'm like, why do I even make my slides on Thursdays if I'm just going to replace all of them by Friday? Hmm. It's a hard knock life. Something about the pressure Yeah, really makes you open it's your like eyes. It's like a clarity, more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that bodes well for us in our careers if we if we it's good think that we more can clearly catch errors. under pressure. Yeah. We do math math better when there's a time crunch, apparently. Mm. Or maybe it's just that I do research late at night sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so, that also ends up happening. Some of my math is questionable. I'm like, hmm, twelve thirty AM? Good time to start working on my thesis. <laughs> no. That is something that can be really hard when you're when you're doing research it's like actually scheduling time to work mm -hmm. like i've been trying so hard to get myself to do work on sundays and i can't do it like research can't happen on sundays i've tried so hard because it's the perfect time i've got nothing else scheduled except like posting the podcast i guess but i've got that whole day so what do you do on sundays i usually do like admin more stuff like like stuff for grad school or i do literally nothing <laughs> I just can't I can't do it on a Sunday I don't know why Saturdays even to a similar degree but I think I just need time to not be doing it yeah you need but, time to yourself yeah but within the week it's also hard because I work part time <laughs> I just, just forgot the word for part time but I, I work part time so twice a week I have a 9 to 5 and then the other 3 days I have class from nine to four mm -hmm. and then even later on on tuesdays i've got big rehearsal hours so how'd your concert go it was nice it was long yeah yeah we had the the university orchestra had their concert this week on a tuesday night because of course when do you have concerts all our rehearsals are six thirty p.m to nine thirty p.m and i work until five and so my tuesdays are a little miserable not as bad as um as last semester where I had class from eight thirty to four thirty, and it was just class. Like my work is at least like kind of mind dumbing and pretty mm -hmm. easy. Like it can be pretty chill. But last semester when we were like 
in oh, yeah. in hell <laughs> the whole yeah. time. So I'd have to go from electronics lab to orchestra. The gauntlet of physics. Yeah, nah. But no, our concert was good. It was just very long because all the pieces we were playing with the like we only played three pieces, but it's a two hour concert and one piece was ten minutes long. So what does that tell you about the other two pieces? <laughs> Well, I mean, the second one could have been five minutes long, and then the <laughs> third piece. <laughs> no, we we played two like forty, forty-five minute pieces, and both of which had like non-trivial uh, flute parts for me because I was on principal on both the long ones. They gave me a piccolo part for the ten-minute one, and I'm like, sure, fine, whatever, as long as I get a break. But uh, the other two it was just it was a lot, a lot. Like by the end of it, uh, we got to. We were playing the the biggest piece we were playing was Brahms Symphony Number no. Two. If you know it, you know. Uh, but it's a four movement piece, and by the fourth movement, I was like so tired <laughs> that I literally like couldn't read music anymore. <laughs> I was like, "Is that an A?" God, <laughs> trying to play this, oh, no. and it's like a fast movement too. Yeah. So I'm like trying to stay focused but I'm exhausted and like my eyes wouldn't focus on the page for parts of it. And so uh, the kid who, who plays next to me was like assistant principal on, on that piece. He kept looking over at me like, you could, cause you didn't play that line. And I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, it was fine though. It was just very long. Did it go well though? Yeah. I think it overall, overall went pretty well. We, we had a, a hard repertoire for the skill set of our, of our orchestra this year so we we lost a lot of uh really strong players that graduated last year and you can kind of tell we're a little freshman heavy (laughs) this year Mm. so our repertoire was very hard for that so i think we did well considering glad to hear that yeah orchestra corner (laughs) (laughs) right after philosophy corner oh yeah Do you have a plant update? She looks alright. Does that side look rough? There's a few cut ends on this side. Yeah, because they're not going to grow back. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's really a a bit of a bummer. Yeah, a real short one here. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. (laughs) Hey. Thank you for kissing my plant. But I want to talk about the unsung hero of this room which is my photonia look at this kid i want to call it an unsung hero you always talk about i always talk about it because it's the most beautiful plant ever but also look at these they're flowers my photonia is blooming i'm just saying you laughed at me for calling them nodes they're called nodes i'm still gonna laugh at you for calling them that and it's putting out little white flowers which only happens for indoor plants when they're doing well so i'm very very proud of myself i killed i've killed so many like cacti so this is a real a real change for me all my plants are living putting that straight on the record yeah cacti murderer hey you know i i blame succulent killer i okay here's part of the thing that i blame for my cacti dying other than the fact that i'm an irresponsible plant or was an irresponsible plant owner Mm -hmm. was that when you buy cacti from like Walmart or Home Depot or like mm-hmm. even Lowe's does this mm-hmm. um a lot of times they're like already dead mm-hmm. or they have you know the ones you see that have like the flowers on them yeah they're hot glued on really? like half the time yeah they're hot glued on 
And, like, they'll be in, like, I had a really beautiful coral cactus, but it was inside a pot with a layer of rocks on top of the soil that were all glued together. So it's this stiff layer of rocks that wouldn't budge. And so I had to go in with scissors and, like, hack it apart and try and get rid of all these rocks and, like, glue that is not good for your plant. Don't put glue on your plants. Pro tip. <laughs> I don't understand why they do that. Because it looks nice. Like I... And people buy it. I bought it. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> And that's all they care about. It's same with the ones that are, like, the they have, like, the neon-colored cacti. They're literally just spray-painting plants. Your plant's not going to do well. It's spray-painted. <laughs> it is infuriating to me. Like, I love plants, like, just so, and I love greenery. Like, it doesn't need to have a fancy flower. It doesn't need mm-hmm. to be a cool color. Like, literally just, like, give me some foliage. It's nice. I will say that one looks kind of fake. It's a crazy-looking plant. It's it's a it's a nerve plant. It's like the classic dark green and white nerve plant. Well, I, I could see that. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, it does look very odd, and I love it. It doesn't look like a real plant because it's doing so well. Because I'm a good plant mom. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I'm if only my of, fern I'm, could be thriving so much. I'm proud of your children. Yeah. You know, two might be going off to college. One's not doing so hot in high school, but we still love him. He's gonna be an artist. Because grades don't matter. You're right. I'm sure stroking it helps. Oh. Have you tried playing in heavy metal music? No, I haven't. I heard that's good for plants. Some of them. They, Some prefer They Mozart. do get a solid dose of the, the lo-fi study music. See, apparently, live feed. apparently he doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe I need to find what genre my friend likes most. Uh, also, you got a light out up here. Oh, screwed in. Oh. Screwed in a little bit. I don't know. It's fine. It's not affecting me that much. You know what I'm really excited for? What? Going home for Thanksgiving mm. and then bringing back my Christmas lights. <laughs> oh, nice. So hyped. Yeah. I think our our apartment's thinking about getting a Christmas tree. Really? Yeah. I don't oh know where on earth we're going to put it considering... Did I tell you... <laughs> One of the weirdest things my siblings ever did to me in high school. I think... I think I was in high school and some of them were home for college, but my two two of my siblings, when I was like away, I think I was at work, so I got home and I was exhausted. Like I remember just being so tired and I had like a pretty small bedroom and I walk into my room and they've moved our, like their job that day was to put down the Christmas tree and like put it in the garage because it was after Christmas and they had not done that. Instead, they had taken our big, like, we are a seven-person family. It's like a pretty big, like, plastic Christmas tree and moved it into my bedroom. So I literally couldn't move around. (laughs) There was just a tree in my room in the only available walking space. And it was, like, midnight, and I got home from, like, a long day at work, and I cried. (laughs) I'm like, I do not want to deal with the tree in my room right now. (laughs) But it was just the weirdest thing. Pranks, I guess? It's like you're out camping. I got I got pranked. Pranked. <laughs> but then just put a Christmas did tree they in move my bedroom. It? Or did you move it? I think I made them move it. I'm trying to remember the exact details of the story. I mean, because it was when I was uh, waitressing. So I get back. I smell like tortilla chips. Mm. Life is miserable, and there's a tree in my bedroom. <laughs> it's just unfortunate. Was it real or fake? Fake. 
Uh, I've never so had a real you don't have to worry about all kinds of pine needles in your bed. <laughs> this is true. That'd be terrible. This is true. That's my story. We should have a holiday episode. For, Not sure what we'd do for, for it. For which holiday? Just the holidays in general. Oh. We'll, we'll be inclusive. Yeah. I don't we, know. We can figure that out at a later date. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we seem to be going by the seat of our pants lately. Yeah, we're, we're living one episode at a time. Oh, yeah. We should address the fact that last week we said this week would be a... Uh, a revision of our deleted episode. Oh, right. And it really isn't. That'll be next week. Yeah. Do you want to say that? Because that's what we said last week. As of right now, <laughs> that will be next week. Yeah. We've had to push things back. Everyone's schedules are funky. Yeah. Senior Welcome year. to senior year. Yeah. It's fine. I have to go to a conference in December now. You got to go to a lunch. Yeah. It's not even a conference. It's a user's meeting that I'm not a user for. It's for, for ATF. For accelerator test facility at Brookhaven. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms? <laughs> yes. My the favorite ATF. three things. Now, accelerator test facilities. So I Interesting. Go, if you're going to be there. <laughs> yeah, the one guy I emailed was like, hey. Because well, I asked him, you know, obviously about his research. He's like, hey, if you're going to be at AAS in Hawaii in December, <laughs> we could talk then. I was like, hmm. Bold of you to assume that of an undergrad. Though, you could ask the department for funds to go. You know you can do that, right? I could. You could say, hey, I want to go to this conference in December. I'm planning on meeting an advisor, a potential advisor for graduate school there. It, does the department have any funds that could help me? There are ways to get funds. You can also ask your advisor. You know, to be honest, I didn't really think of that. Yeah. No, that's like, they have funds set aside for that. Mm. I mean, Hawaii might be a stretch, but like, it's it's worth asking. Yeah. Because if you if they say yes, like fuck, you're going to Hawaii. You're right. It's pretty cool. I'll think about it. Yeah. Don't, don't think about it. I don't know it. when Just it ask. is. I don't know when it is. I'd have to look at that yeah, first. Google the thing and say email the department and say, hey, I want to go to this conference. Like, could you help me afford like flights or reservation fees or not reservation fees, registration fees. Mm-hmm. That's something I didn't foresee about going to my first conference. I had to pay like 125 bucks just to show up, which was sad. Mm. And I like I was a funded student going. Like they paid for my hotels, but they didn't pay my registration fee, which is annoying. You think they just tacked that on? I know. Like you're already paying like a thousand dollars because it's like a big, yeah. fancy hotel in downtown DC. Like what's another hundred to that? Yeah, just add add a little bit onto that. Anyway. Yeah. We can stop here. We can also keep going. Up to you. I don't really care. I don't have anything <laughs> else to talk about. We were a little sleepy tonight. Yeah. It's been a long, a long week. I'm glad it's over. Mm-hmm. I think this has been the last busy week. Oh, don't say that. Week. Do not say that. You just, yeah, you severely jinxed yourself for the rest of the semester. You know what I realized? Is that I have scheduled... A trip to New York to go see Book of Mormon on the day that, like, all of my grad-ups are due. Oh, no. I'm going to a hockey game the day before. <laughs> the day before? Yeah. Yeah. My mindset is, like, I, did, I, I didn't I did do that on purpose, but, like, retroactively, I'm like, you know what? Submit them all the night before or, the, or a couple days before and then just have a good day. Yeah. I'm hoping to have all my... Well, because I have one application due the first Ugh. and all the us, all the rest are, like, the 14th, 15th. two weeks from now. I know. Fuck. <laughs> 
and it's such an outlier that it makes me annoyed because mm-hmm. all the other schools are on the same dates except this one. I have one. Okay, all of mine are on the 15th except for one that's on the 16th. And I'm like, you really did just have to be different, didn't yeah. you? Although the positive side of having one early mm. is that it'll force me to finish like my personal statement and everything. Yeah. And so then, then for can... the other ones, I'll have a lot more time to, to get revise things, review and... things. Yeah. yeah. This is true. Just means I gotta finish my personal statement this week. Oh, I was I was asking Charles about this, but then realized he's not applying to grad school. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, do you want to say something? Okay. Who are you talking to? <laughs> oh, who knows? Um, but do you want to have a yes? <laughs> Great, cool, great plan. Uh, for those on the podcast listening, I did a a type motion. with my fingers this is why we need the visual aspect i know if you want to set that up and do all the editing feel free but i am already tired i'm gonna need some funding for that oh yeah Yeah, the department (laughs) hi department of physics at stony brook we need a camera for our podcast but no uh we're gonna have a a get together write personal statements time soon do you want to do that this weekend just knock it out not this weekend. Get a first draft? Huh. I'll be celebrating this weekend. Oh, yeah? Oh, birth? Wow. Happy birthday. Thank you. I already forgot what day it is. Today is Friday. What? Birthday is Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I keep forgetting. You've told me before. I am the worst at remembering birthdays. Yeah, no, same. Don't feel bad. Happy birthday. I'm the same way. Thank you. How about... Hmm... Tuesday or Thursday. <laughs> you know what's on Tuesday. What's on Tuesday? My orchestra rehearsal all night. So rehearsal? You already had a concert. What else is we there to have, rehearse? We still have rehearsals. It's a class. It has to meet every week. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, we can do it next weekend. <clears throat> next weekend or or Thursday would work if I finish the quantum homework early enough. Yeah. But also, we could just do next weekend. We'll figure it out. Maybe we could do an episode. Write write our personal statements with us. <laughs> Have a live stream. Record us typing. <laughs> we'll put out a mass shared Google Doc. Yeah, we'll just, just record an ASMR episode of us typing and then like whispering word <laughs> suggestions to one another. <laughs> Audrey just fixing my grammar of every sentence. Uh, passive I, voice. I will say I've been a lot more conscious of the way I write and the lengths of sentences that I use. Yeah. And I've been like actively trying to break things down and chop things up and like be really succinct from mm-hmm. sentence to sentence. Yeah. I think you'd be proud. I would because uh, right before our, our GRFP applications were due, like literally the night before or like two nights before. It was the night before. It was the night before. <laughs> Matt and I sat down and I just berated his essay for like two hours because I'm someone who wrote novels for fun as a child. And so writing is very important to me. And so... You could probably tell I haven't taken a writing class in a while. Yeah. Like, I I actively worked on improving my writing for a very long time. And I think that's very nice as a skill to have, no matter what I'm doing. But so now, whenever people are, like, sending me scientific writing, I'm like, we we best fix this soon. (laughs) It's it's things you don't think about until you write a lot or read a lot. So Mm -hmm. something I'm very happy that I know how to do. Anyway. Any closing thoughts? 
moral of this episode get a notebook date your notes <laughs> stay organized and you'll thank yourself in the long run and try different things because like i mean we we've already talked about it we've done some different methods of oh yeah you gotta find your own way to do it things tracked like i'm i'm slowly honing in on what works for me yeah because but... what i hated about mostly elementary school a little bit of middle school kind of tailed off as you went mm-hmm. further but when teachers would force you to take notes a certain way Oh, like the, what is that called? Like the Columbia method or something? I don't know. Where you've got like one qual- column with like keywords and then a space to write a paragraph about what they are. And I'm like, this does not work for everything. And yeah, because I, I was talking to, to my advisor and he has binders in his office of his notes from graduate courses where he would like take notes in class and record the lecture on his phone and then go back the night after or like the day after whatever and listen to the lecture and write appendices to his notes and so put them in. studious uh, yeah he must have had a lot of free time i don't know but he's also just like a very highly organized person i don't know if you've noticed i admire that yeah i'm trying to be more like him <laughs> but yeah find well, what works for once you once we get to grad school we can do that <laughs> uh, okay i'm crossing my fingers for those at home <laughs> Yeah. Happy Friday, everyone. Enjoy. I mean, this gets posted on Sunday. Yeah, but, but it's a ha- Friday. <laughs> for happy. when this gets posted, happy birthday to Matt. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Have a good week, everyone. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week for our actual guest. For real this time. Fingers crossed. If again. I fuck up the recording again, I'm going to be so pissed. It would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hilarious, but also severely unfortunate. Yeah. All right. So we won't. Nope. All right.